welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, and today, uh, second time recording, just I thought I'd mention it, the faux pas of getting 30 minutes in and <laughs> having to redo it, because it is quite funny. Um, hopefully the second time around, though, the points will be even better, because there were some great points in there. But uh, today, it's just me and Shred, Shredded Ed. Hello. Hello, um, and the soldiers. Yeah, hello again for the second time. Same <laughs> deja vu, mate. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I just got to remember everything I said now. Um, how's things? Yeah, really good. Um, so, just got back from a, a lads' weekend. A um, few cans of lemonade and uh, late night. We stayed up till way past bedtime uh, playing Cluedo and Monopoly and Scrabble, of course. Like twelve oh one. Yeah, twelve oh one. Yeah, bedtime's normally eleven fifty nine. Um, so, yeah, big night, big night. <laughs> Where'd you actually go? You didn't actually even say. Uh, so we all man went to university in Aberystwyth. And so we just thought normally we'd go to somebody's house and or go to like somewhere at like a city. But uh, we realised it was getting ridiculously expensive to keep doing that because we're not very good at not spending too much money uh, when we get together. So we decided to go back to Aberystwyth. It's cheap. We know it. Um, and we've rented a really cool flat there before. Um, so, yeah, we just got together for two days. Went out, just enjoyed what we used to do as students, basically. Nice. <laughs> so living in the living in the past. What it, it, is yeah. that? Like eat pot noodles and drink cider? Or? No, it was going out and spending a lot of money on cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were terrible students, basically. Yeah, we went there with frosty jacks. Uh, cocktails, uh, mate. Sugar. Oof. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, don't drink cocktails. Terrible. Packs yeah. all the calories. See, I did I, fast for about three weeks though, so to allow it to, so, to make so. up for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good strategy. I was out Saturday night for um, uh, uh, I nearly said baby shower. That is not right. Wetting the baby's head. Um, and yeah, I I stuck to the right protocols. Of I had I had two beers actually. I had one pint of pale ale, which is just not the sort of thing I'd usually drink. Uh, a Corona, and then I had G and T's all night. So, mate, I did see your Snapchat story of the yeah. fever tree bottle. I thought, uh, yeah, I like Brett. Now. That's good. It's good. It's good, <laughs> isn't it? It is good. I feel, I feel very swell. I like Fever Tree, actually. It's, it's actually really good. Mm, yeah, and they do a light version, which tastes really nice as that, well. That so. was light. It was light. It was it light was it? version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, I can't do full calorie. Woo. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, how are you anyway? How's the little one? Yeah, good. I don't care about you. I just want to no, know about no. the little one. A little summer. <laughs> yeah, no, she's really good. She's obviously so eight, nearly eight weeks, so seven of eight weeks. And, um, yeah, it's tough. Obviously, I'm trying to get over the sleep deprivation. That's the hardest bit. But, um, yeah, she's really good. Obviously, uh, she's getting massive. It's just amazing how time flies, to be honest. Like she's just yeah. growing up in front of my eyes. Next thing I know, she's going to be 18. I'm going to be, like, shooing young teenagers away, saying, get the hell away from my little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, the scene from... Uh, have you ever seen... Bad, I think it's Bad Boys 2. Where the lad comes yes. to the door, yeah, that's that's exactly what Reggie. I'm gonna be like. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be exactly like Martin Lawrence in that, just basically <laughs> so, uh, just telling him off. But that no, all good. It's, um, oh yeah, it's I can be Will Smith and I'll turn up with a gun. <laughs> actually, doesn't Will Smith 
Does he end up with his? He rocks up with, with him, pulls his gun out, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking. Doesn't Will Smith in the second one end up with his daughter? Or is that there is there isn't a third one, is there? It's the second one. I'm sure uh, one one of them is they have no, to go back and tell him uh, that he's been seeing his daughter. Sister. Sister? Is it sister? Sister. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Because I mean, his his daughter's like sixteen. Well, I kind of going hard. on a date with going on a date with Reggie. You know, it's his sister, and he's been yeah, he's been sleeping with his sister behind his back right. for how long? Ah, uh, yeah. sister. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I was then thinking, questioning myself, thinking actually, did he? Was was the daughter young in the first one, but grown up in the second one? And because I was no, like, otherwise, no. it's a bit wrong. <laughs> the first one, the first one, I haven't seen this for a while, but I'm sure he was hitting on the witness that he was supposed to be protecting. Yes. And then the second one, he's hitting on his sister. Um, yeah. Yes. Anyway, so, and then Bad Boys Three, where are you at? Where are you at? They are, they are making one apparently, aren't they? I'm sure I heard this on the radio they, not so long back. Yeah, I'm sure I heard on the radio they're making a Bad Boys Three, say, so, or or planning to, or you know, it's in talks, but. That'd be cool. I love Bad Boys. Yeah. Great films. Just terribly great films, you know. Yeah. Um, but everything else is all right. I say just grinding away, just uh, trying to, to make sure. Um, obviously, we've talked about this already, but I uh, am very, very, very determined to make sure that I uh, continue my routine in terms of trying to get all my gym sessions in. Because um, it's always bugged me in the past where I don't know what. I mean, maybe it's because obviously within a lot of my circles I'm kind of Mr. Health and Fitness almost and everyone always says to me oh you wait till you have kids you know things will change because you know and at the time I'm like well yeah it's just an excuse at the moment for you to just kind of let yourself go or, or kind of not keep it yourself in, in in the shape you want to keep yourself in um, and it doesn't have to be like that and I'm, it makes me ultra determined to make sure that I don't allow myself to slip um, I know it sounds a bit harsh or regimented but Obviously, I am quite regimented in, in, in a lot of stuff. I've built a lot of good habits over time, which kind of are doing me quite well at the moment, I think. But it's just, yeah, it does make me ultra, ultra like keen on, on not proving everyone wrong necessarily, but just show that it can be done, that it doesn't have to be so hard. Because I think, obviously, yeah. you know, we touched on like, okay, getting up is, is tough sometimes because I'm doing my gym sessions in the morning now instead of the evening. Um, Although I kind of get up half an hour earlier than I would do generally go to work anyway. It's just not a huge big deal. I don't really like training generally much in the morning, but kind of getting used to it. Um, but the biggest thing is really like nutrition. Like I, it doesn't take extra time. So that excuse of saying you, you wait till you have kids, you don't have time to do anything. Well, it doesn't take me any extra time to choose one meal over another. You know, it doesn't take me extra time to choose a salad over a cheeseburger and fries almost, you know, like, you know, crude analogy maybe, but yeah, so so it's kind of like, well, you know, I don't really buy that excuse. It just comes down to priorities really in terms of, you know, what's important rather than, and I, I don't get me wrong, kids are always going to be number one priority. I know that, but I don't ever feel like you have to have one priority. It's not that, you know, it's not just a case of, well, it's either my diet and my exercise regime or my kids, you know, it can be both. So, yeah, yeah I, I think you've got a great support network with Jenna as well, though. You know, yeah, 100%. She's pretty fantastic. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I am very lucky. I know that she won't listen to this, so it's not like she'll, <laughs> she'll hear me say this. <laughs> I was going to say, un- okay. unplug your headphones, and I'll be like, Brett says you're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> see, I, I, am, I am really, really lucky. I know everyone doesn't have it necessarily as easy as me. Um, poor old Johnny, actually, maybe we should give him a mention in terms of like, I don't think he's had it quite so easy in terms of the amount of sleep he's getting as, as I have. So uh, he's like a broken man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not actually sure where he is. Just disappeared no, uh, off the face of the. Earth. So I'm not. I'm, just... not I'm not sure he's still about me. He's don't know where he's gone. 
he's just he's walking around with uh, with his little one just in the sling. one of the sling things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just routine, isn't it? Like anything, you know. Once the the you know the, the baby gets into its routine, and you get into the routine as parents of how kind of you function and uh, and all that. It's just like you say, you built up over years of good routine of knowing what to eat, knowing when to eat it, not well, not when to eat it, but you know um, when to kind of potentially maybe save calories here or cut calories there yeah, yeah. um yeah and it's kind of like i was saying before about my uh brother-in-law he's since he had his daughter six months ago um he's lost like he's lost so much weight i'm pretty sure he's getting up to a couple of stone now um in the last six months just just purely through saying no to the second plate not drinking as much beer um and yeah, he's not doing any extra exercise. He's playing five a side like once with the once a week with the lads, and and that is it. And he's the, the weight's dropping off him like quicker than anybody would imagine. Um, it's yeah, just that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, so this week, what are we talking about? So yeah, this week we wanted to talk about how uh, a tough mudder or exercise in general, really, but how something like that might make you fat or might not. But let's say it might, might. make you fat. So I think with these things, like often, so the basic, this is referring to a post that we saw this week. Now the post made some great points, other people made some good points. And essentially, if you see anything that's a bit maybe eyebrow raising, that's kind of potentially like, uh, oh, exercise can make you fat. What? But we did exercise to lose fat. Maybe just read into it because it could be a clickbait title, exactly like this podcast title. So you do kind of need to read into things a little bit more. And if it kind of sounds a little bit, if you read into it, you read the article, you listen to the video, um, and they, you're still a bit unsure, or they are trying to make claims that are just sounding ridiculous, uh, then maybe do a little bit of your own kind of like background research into that as well. So kind of with this, we're going to explain potentially how doing exercise could cause weight gain. Now, is it the actual exercise that's causing weight gain, or is it things that potentially could lead pre or post or during exercise that could cause to it that's kind of hopefully what we're going to go through uh yeah. through this episode and explain yeah so um i think we could probably say like be clear from up front although this like you say despite the clickbait title it's not the exercise that's making you fat um it, it that's obviously not evidence-based in the slightest to say that doing a tough mudder or doing any form of exercise will make you fat, unless the exercise is a donut eating competition, and then it might do. It does sound like my sort of exercise, actually. That's quite Could, cool. Well, you know, if there are really heavy donuts, would that outweigh the amount of calories in the donut? Very, very fair <laughs> point. But if they're heavier, I'm going to argue that there's more calories in them because they're heavier mm, and bigger. But I do like the idea. Maybe <laughs> we should come up with this. It sounds like a great competition, a great form of exercise. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I say just be open from the start. It's not it's not evidence based to suggest that. Um, however, so what are some of the main reasons that might then be caused by doing exercise to then lead to some sort of form of weight gain or etc. Okay, so I think ultimately with exercise you have to realize what your main goal is. So if you're exercising to lose weight then you need to be doing that exercise which is going to help you be in a calorie deficit so that energy balancing again that we ramble on about every single episode there's no getting away from it so even if you're thinking right okay i'm going to uh, do loads of exercise and not really bothered what i'm 
thinking about what I'm eating. Yeah, you might lose a little bit of weight to start off with because it might just be enough to put you in a calorie deficit, but ultimately you still need to be thinking about um, what you're eating as well. So I think you could look at it as pre, uh, intra and post workout almost uh, with how it could potentially put you in a in a, uh, a surplus if you're not making the right choices. So say you were thinking, right, okay, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go for a run. So Saturday morning, I'm going to go for a run. I've got a 5K run planned out. Now that's going to take you, I don't know, what is a normal 5K time, like around about an hour? 5k cool no mate 20 45 minutes 25 minutes no, I, 25 I 25 minutes is a decent time you can show it shows how much i'm running it? Put, it, put, it, put it this way last last uh, time i did a 5k park run i wanted to beat my pb of 20 minutes i think on the button and to be right. fair for me that's hard I, obviously i think most of the people that that win like my local park runs do it in about 17 minutes they win okay, cool. you know so, like, I, I think a good average time is still about 25 minutes i wanted to beat 20 minutes i'd get nowhere near that now by the way because i haven't yeah. done it in a few years and I, I don't really do any cardio anymore but um i end up hitting 20 on the button just as a side note i was so pissed oh. off i want to beat 20 minutes because i think the previous week i'd done something like 2007 i thought i could shave seven seconds off just get under it and i thought i'd done it and then when my time came through in the afternoon it was 20 zero zero <laughs> but anyway sorry just fucking with you there <laughs> yeah. um okay so right so oh yeah do you know what so about 10k that'd be about an hour that's probably what i was yeah, thinking um so yeah so it's you're looking at i don't know 25 30 35 minutes something like that for doing a 5k run so how many calories realistically are you going to be burning in that time and if you're going to turn around and say right okay i'm gonna have a mars bar for some energy to get me through this are there more calories in that mars bar than your 5k like how many calories you're burning in your 5k it's probably not going to be far yeah. off to us with you 250 300 calories in a mars bar that's probably all you're going to be burning in 30 yeah, minutes that's jogging what, that's what i was going to say yeah. so maybe like i say we just maybe quantify just to give some some numbers to people to get a bit of an idea so um you know we can't obviously when second time around obviously because we've already mentioned this but i suppose a general weight session for you know an average person i know we are throwing average out here so it's obviously difficult to say and it's very much individual or context dependent but you know you might argue that someone might burn between 150 and 300 calories say just in like an hour's weight session um you know that's maybe maybe even the 300 bits a bit generous for a lot of people um yeah unless you're doing like an hour's set the, the whole set is an hour so you're not resting, then maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, if somebody, if somebody's, uh, if you're that kind of person who is doing 20 rep sets to failure on every on everything, and you're having 20 seconds break in between every set, you're going to burn a hell of a lot more calories than the big guy in the corner who's done five sets of deadlifts in an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. because you've got to look at the time exercising with weights anyway. So even if you're doing like I don't know an hour's session and you're only really doing four exercises three sets if you're resting a hell of a lot in between those sets and between those exercises then you're going to be burning less calories than that person who's resting you know a minute yeah so, so if, if you're doing like a more hypertrophy style workout or you know like even like a crossfit style workout where like you say you're not resting a lot and you're doing a far more reps um and actually you could even argue if you're doing kind of a um a lower body session compared to like bicep curls you're going to burn more calories doing like leg work than you are doing bicep curls so there's all these things do come yeah, into play yeah. in terms of how many calories you're going to burn but i mean you know that could just come back to your point well you know if you're fueling that workout but your your idea is fat loss 
it just shows you that you can't just rely on that one session potentially to you know burn enough calories to then put you in a deficit because it's going to probably be far more prevalent and i guess we'll touch on this for the rest of the podcast but what you're then doing the rest of the day yeah yeah you know what i've had loads of clients come to me and just people generally asking me like okay so i'm training today does that mean i get more calories and that's most likely because they put in their my fitness pal what exercises they're doing and my fitness pals try to give them more calories for doing exercise but ultimately if you're doing exercise you want to create you want to use that to create either create the deficit or create a bigger deficit and that's why you would want to do something like you know cardio you know you do 20 minutes of uphill walking on a treadmill um you're going to be burning i don't know say 150 calories um that's going to be a, hopefully you're doing that to add an extra 150 calories worth of deficit in not so you can then go and eat 150 calories more food yeah uh, good, good side point because obviously it comes up a lot in the nme group nutrition made easier group doesn't it and that people asking around um can i increase my calories by x amount depending upon what exercise i do because my fitbit has told me i've burnt 400 calories today doing a run or whatever um and it's something that i'm not massively keen on because i just think they're widely inaccurate um i think like you say it kind of goes a little bit against the point of the exercise is to create a calorie deficit so you don't really want to eat those calories back and i think also a lot of people benefit from just having consistency rather than trying to kind of eat back calories depending upon what they've done yeah for sure for sure yeah um another one's a big one that i hear is uh do i eat less on a or can i eat more on a training day compared to a less uh, like a non-training day or rest day um just just use it to create a bigger deficit (laughs) um you know, unless performance is your goal, unless you're thinking, right, okay, performance is my goal, I want to be a professional cyclist or I want to be a marathon runner, and you're not bothered about weight loss, then yeah, you know, adding in food to fuel your workout is going to be beneficial. Um, I suppose now is a good time to kind of go on to, well, we've already kind of touched on it, you've got to be in that calorie deficit for the day. So if you're controlling what you're eating for the whole day to make sure you're in a calorie deficit, it doesn't matter whether you eat all that food pre-gym to fuel the gym session um, or half of it pre-gym, half of it post-gym to help with recovery um, and not eat for the rest of the day. Like as long as you're in that deficit or if you just space meals out nicely and you don't really eat much before the gym and post-gym, then, you know, the, the calorie burn is probably going to be somewhere similar um, over, well, definitely more than adding in extra food to fuel that workout because even if you are a bit more intense because you've added in an extra Mars bar before the training session, you're probably not going to burn that Mars bar off by you know the intensity that it's going to bring to your workout. So potentially move food around more than adding in food if weight loss is your goal. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, that, that's obviously the prominent point around. We're certainly not saying don't fuel your workouts. What we're saying is you need to be very mindful of the fact that calorie balance of the entire day still very much matters um i suppose that, that kind of segues onto the point of you know the point of the video that inspired it in that as much as you get is obviously going to get and has already had a, a a bit of a slating around saying it's not evidence-based it's not science it's a fallacy what you're saying I do, I do kind of see parts of the points anecdotally in that doing the exercise might lead to increased um consumption of other calories the rest of the time i guess just individually on the point around a tough mudder could be making you fat or will is making you fat 
it, it's kind of a like I say a fallacy because you don't do a tough mudder to lose weight, really, do you? You know, it's something that you've done as a social occasion or an achievement or something. You're not really kind of using it to create a calorie deficit, which is obviously what you do need to do to lose weight. You, so the fact that you might then go out and celebrate afterwards with a burger and chips and a beer, um, and you know, to kind of just enjoy yourself and probably end up eating more than you've actually burned in those two hours of of tough mudder running. I don't see this as a problem because it's not something you're doing daily. You're not do, doing that daily and obviously then kind of over-consuming calories compared to the amount of exercise you're doing because it's just a one-off. Yeah. You might say, right, okay, the end goal is to do that tough mode in the process that I'm going to train three times a week to do that. Um, and that might be putting you in a calorie deficit throughout the week. Then at the end goal, you're having a little bit of a celebration because potentially, yes, you've lost some weight whilst training. You've achieved something really cool and you've done it with your friends. So is going out for some food afterwards, which potentially could put you in a calorie surplus for the day. Is that a bad thing? In my eyes, no. And I'd probably encourage clients to do that. You could use Tough Mudder to, to try and lose weight, but it's not going to be the event itself that's going to make you lose weight. It could be the training leading up to it. Mm. It's not as if you're having burgers, chips and beer and pizza and everything else after every single training session that you do. Not if you if, do like if, running and weights. And, yeah, not, yeah. If, not if you're trying to lose weight, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. some, some people might try and do that, but um, obviously we touched on it. And I guess um, hopefully we'll lead on to it a bit more in, in a bit, but yeah i suppose it's one of those things where just being accountable for it just knowing that obviously if you are doing the training sessions you can't then afford necessarily to just kind of try and outrun your diet and we mentioned it before around having or the, or the analogy or the saying of you can't outrun a bad diet because it is very very true so like as an example if you are going out and doing your running you know you're training for this tough mother say you, you're working your way up to doing your 10k your 15k or you know kind of getting to the longer distances you might then be burning that time a reasonable amount of calories, but you know you're not you're not talking here sort of several several thousand. You might be talking like a thousand calories maybe, um, if you're doing like 15k and you're you know a reasonable sized human being. Um, but yeah, I guess it's 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 like well that's a really hard thing to do. One, it takes a lot of time. You know, 15k you know it's going to take you a good hour hour and a half, um, depending upon how good you are. Like you know the hour and a half, maybe even maybe in a couple of hours. Um, and also, like, you know, let's say you're, you're only burning that amount of calories, but it's really hard. Now, you tell me how easy it is to eat a burger and fries. It's so easy. Or, like, you know, like even a couple of minutes hard run on a tre- uh, sorry, 20 minutes hard run on a treadmill. That's quite difficult for a lot of people. Yet, how easy it is to eat a Snickers bar, which could be the equivalent calories? You know, you kind of touched on the pre-workout, having a Mars bar. Is it going to be like, oh, it's just it's pretty much offset the amount of calories you've already used. You know, you're not going to increase your performance by another 250 calories. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's being mindful. And like you say, if, if performance is your goal, then brilliant. But if it's not and fat loss is really your main goal, then you, you do have to pay more attention to what you're eating. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think you kind of almost started to touch upon it about um, how doing exercise could make you hungrier as well. So looking at appetite mm. um, and kind of personally, sort of the bits of research that I've seen, it's all a bit muffled. Um, some would say that like oh weight doesn't increase your appetite some say it does um, and then others say the same about like cardiovascular stuff so I mean just think back like as you're listening to this so if you've done like a a fairly hard exercise session sometimes I bet you've been absolutely ravenous afterwards and you could eat a horse uh, and then other times you're kind of like oh no you know what I'm not hungry at all but and then maybe an hour later you are now if you've gone out and done an hour's jog 
and you burn five, six hundred calories doing that, maybe eight hundred calories doing that. But and then you go and eat an extra serving. You you you'd say you're having a Sunday roast afterwards, and you could eat another plateful that you wouldn't have eaten before. Now it might not be the 800 calories that you just burn off, but it could be 400 quite easily. Um, so you, you kind of have to look down upon the fact that potentially maybe doing the exercise to create the deficit might be counterintuitive to some people because it might actually make them hungrier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I suppose like you say, the research doesn't really say the way I think from what I've seen in terms of appetite increasing or decreasing, but anecdotally or kind of like the N equals one scenario, I find I am hungrier. Um, why that is, I don't know, but I, whether it is just kind of like, you know, like I've just worked up an appetite and my body's trying to kind of recover or restore and it wants nutrients. But either way, I do tend to find like personally I am. Um, and, and like I say, the point you made is really, really relevant in that um, it was on a secret eaters program. You know, this, you know the show where they uh, follow a couple around and then they basically, because they're claiming they don't know why they're not losing weight and then they, they follow around, they check obviously all the calories they're actually eating. That was on there once where a couple had a Sunday roast, because that's what, that's what just reminded me of you talking about that, where yeah. they had like a second plate, which, you know, a good amount of calories. But the, the kicker for me was the fact that they then had a dessert, which was apple pie and double cream. And the dessert was uh, equivalent of something like 13, 1400 calories in to dessert because of had like wow. two thirds of an apple pie between them and then like a whole pot of like double cream between them. So obviously it's incredibly calorific. And that's exactly the sort of thing where actually, if, if you're the type of person that goes out, does your run and think I can kind of reward myself now because I've done this run, it's quite easy to grossly underestimate or overestimate the calorie consumption, but underestimate, sorry, the calorie expenditure, but then underestimate the consumption. And then all of a sudden you've swayed yourself into quite a large, even surplus and not in a deficit at all. Yeah, yeah. So I think a good kind of take home point from that is if you find yourself really hungry and you want to eat the whole wide world after doing a run and you do regularly, could that be, you know, could that be counterintuitive to, to your weight loss goal? So it may, as stupid as it sounds, it may actually be better for you to not do the cardio if that means that you're going to then be really hungry afterwards and you're already struggling with a calorie deficit. Um, thinking, oh, I'm going to do the cardio to put me in a bigger calorie deficit. You end up overeating or snacking or, you know, having that extra portion um, because you're too hungry and you can't cope with it. Then that's obviously not working towards your goal. So maybe finding another form of creating that deficit whether it be maybe i don't know reducing your calories slightly more or something like that or doing a different type of exercise because i think you know some people react differently to different types of exercise whether it be uh, a steadier state thing like a jog or a long walk or uh, compared to something like hit or like a circuit class um i think they affect people and their appetites differently as well so i think it's something that kind of people maybe need to play with a little bit if because this isn't something I, I think people think about Genuinely, like if this video hadn't come up, I probably wouldn't have thought about it too much, apart from in bits of learning I've done before. Yeah. Um, so it probably is one of those things where, you know, like the old uh, full fat latte. Um, you know, it's like that. People don't think, oh, how many calories are in that, and that might be the reason why I'm not losing weight because I'm having three of those a day. But they wouldn't think about it because they've got no kind of cause to think about it. So. Yeah if you're finding yourself starving and wanting to cheat on your diet and wanting to eat everything in the world, um, 
potentially look at a, a reason for that maybe being that because of your exercises making you that hungry. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you know, we're not we're not claiming this is evidence based to say you know that that is definitely the case, but it's just being aware, isn't it? Just having yeah. awareness around kind of what might be your triggers or what might affect you in terms of your appetite. Because you know, I, I have seen it happen. You know, so I do personally feel it happens to me, um, and I guess it, it it does kind of tie into that whole again that analogy of you can't outrun a bad diet. You know, too many people, in my opinion, focus on exercise to lose weight and exercise is brilliant I mean, it was certainly none of this what we're saying is saying don't do exercise you're better off not doing it that's certainly not what we're saying is it um it's just it's a brilliant tool to increase calorie expenditure to obviously if you want to lose weight to then as you say create or increase a deficit a calorie deficit but you could have to be a bit mindful of how the whole calorie in carry out thing is very dynamic and obviously one of the things might be well it might affect some people in that it actually increases their appetite and makes them eat more it's just yeah. been aware of that. It's funny that you say about uh, people doing exercise to lose weight because how many times have you had the question, what exercises should I do to lose weight? Mm. Like literally every time. It's yeah. never, you know, how many calories do you reckon I should be eating to lose weight? It's what exercises should I do? And I never, ever give out any exercises. I say, right, okay, you've missed the point. Um, it's food. How have you got overweight in the first place because you've eaten too much right okay so let's reverse that let's eat less how have you got this you know what's another reason why you might have big overweight oh because i don't move much right okay so, so let's potentially move more in some way that is you know uh good for you whether it be long walks whether it be jogging whether it's cycling going to the gym whatever it may be but ultimately we still got to look at that first bit which is the, the eating less bit so you know explaining the kind of you can't outrun a bad diet you can't go ahead eating three, four, five thousand calories a day daily and thinking your 20 minutes of exercise is going to outweigh that because it's not as we've kind of gone through. Uh, no, it's just again, it just just to repeat the point, I guess I've probably hammered at home a bit, but it's just so difficult to expend that many calories compared to how easy it is to eat them, and obviously, that's yeah. just the biggest problem. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. I mean, maybe it's like I did bring up a study. Um, which I thought was quite interesting um, just because obviously, as I say, I know a lot of people, friends and family and um, not so much clients really that come to me actually, but I guess maybe they've, they've kind of got a bit more experience in it, but um, friends and family mo mostly really that had just resulted that, you know, like you say, they've come to me and said, what exercise should I do to lose weight? Because that's all they can think about. All they can think about is, oh, you know, I need to lose weight. So, I better go for a run or I better start take up running or I better start doing something, going to the gym or whatever. They don't really think about actually maybe the best way of doing it is to actually focus on nutrition. So yeah. like before I've looked into it now, I found out like there's quite a few studies like this, but there was one that I, I quite liked, which was um, done in Japan actually, but um, it, was, it was basically the effectiveness of diet versus exercise intervention, intervention on weight reduction on, on humans. So it's done in humans, which is good. Um, so effectively what they did is got four groups. Um, they took one and put them into a diet and exercise intervention, one on a diet only, one on an exercise only, and then basically they had a control group to check to make sure obviously that there was a, a control in place that it wasn't something else that might be causing uh, any type of result. But the results were that the diet and exercise group decreased their BMI by 6.6% after the study. So, you know, good result. The diet group only 
did it by 5.3 so obviously it shows you that you know like we're saying the the evidence is saying that is we're not saying that don't do exercise because the evidence shows that actually it can have a very positive impact on on your life and weight loss but um compared to obviously diet alone uh that only did 5.3 exercise alone now this is the kicker for me exercise alone only decreased the group only decreased their bmi by 2.3 percent so you know the actual diet and exercise, or even the um, the diet alone group, you know, over two, nearly three times as much weight loss. Yeah, so, yeah. So obviously, it's quite significant, really. Um, yeah, it's it, probably just down to the fact that when they've got their diet being focused on, you know, they're they're thinking about the food they're eating, whereas if they're just exercising, they're probably not thinking about the food they're eating. So. No, exactly, exactly that. And obviously, that's that kind of hammers our actual point. I suppose we want to talk about in almost the the whole podcast is that you do need to consider nutrition. You can't just outrun that bad diet almost because it's just, it's, yeah. you know, it's just, as I say, it's just too simple to put food in your mouth compared to what it takes to, to expend it. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I don't think there's much more to it than that. Um, I just, again, what I said at the start, just think about your goals. What is your main goal? Is your main goal performance or is your main goal um, weight loss? Uh, yeah. So I think that is kind of like a big thing. And um, and also I think some people can get a bit confused sometimes with maybe adding in performance enhancing things as well. So say say you're into cycling and you you go out on a club ride every every Saturday or every Sunday and you're using that to lose weight. You know, you're getting into it, you're enjoying it. You want to maybe keep up with everybody. So you think I'm going to use a, a carb drink, a carb solution in your water bottles. That's going to help me with a bit of energy towards the end of the ride. But if you've had four scoops of a carb solution, that's probably about 60 grams of carbs. So, you know, that's we're starting to add into quite a few calories there, aren't we? Mm. So, but if you're, if you're adding that in to help fuel that last, you know, 10 miles, um, you probably are actually outweighing that last 10 miles. Yeah, it might help your performance, but is it helping your weight loss, which is the original reason of why you're, uh, you're, you're doing the ride and you've taken up the cycling? And obviously people's goals change over time and stuff, but just, just be aware of that as well. Um, just because something's potentially aiding your performance, it doesn't necessarily mean it's aiding your goal. Yeah, yeah. So. That, and that's a very point. I've done it myself. I used to go to the gym like decade ago just to hit the treadmill, but every time I went in, I'd buy a Lucasade from the uh, vending machine. Yeah. And I think to myself, you know, there's 150, 200 calories in a bottle of Lucasade or something. And, you know, it's yeah. like, it, it, I don't know how many calories I might have been I mean to be fair I used to run quite a lot but I think to myself well actually it might be like if I if I ran for an hour I'd probably burn 600 calories odd or something like that it's a third just straight away just from the fact that I've just got in had a luxe which to be honest probably didn't affect my performance that much considering it's not like it was I hadn't eaten all day you know I'd gone to the gym after after work and eaten all day then I think oh I feel I need a luxe because obviously you know that's what you do when you go to the gym it just again, I hadn't considered the the fact that it actually might be detrimental to what I'm trying to do, i.e., lose weight. Yeah, yeah. So just just little things to think about, really, that potentially you might not actually think about. And this, you know, this could generally really help somebody, and they could say, oh, you know, I eat really well, I eat this and eat that. But the fact that they're adding in little things that they wouldn't particularly think about, like a Lucasade Sport, it says mm. sport on it, it must be healthy, but no, it's actually got a couple of hundred calories in there, and people wouldn't realise that. Or they're taking a, you know, I was saying about the carb drink for yeah. cycling, that's basically a Lucasade, but it's just in powder form. You had to water yourself. Um, 
yeah, so it, little things like this could actually potentially really help somebody. Um, and it just kind of makes you think a little bit about what you are doing, what people are saying online as well. Um, and ultimately, to kind of almost round the point off, if you're doing a Tough Mudder and you want to go out for burger and fries afterwards, go out for burger and fries afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, you probably should. Because, like I say, yeah. they're, they're, I've done two now, Tough Mudders. And I'll be honest, they are very enjoyable and there's nice social occasions. So go out and celebrate afterwards because it's not like you say you're doing it every bloody week to try and lose fat you're doing it to 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 you know kind of do the challenge and, and make it memorable yeah yeah it's all about the occasion uh, definitely definitely right i think we've done that haven't we so um yeah i just one thing we do want to say is um we've had loads of really good reviews all five star but we just want to put out a, a a call out but basically a plea or a beg to say would really love if uh, you'd go out and do some more reviews even if they're bad please don't give us bad ones but we just want to be honest <laughs> but if you enjoy it go do some reviews um preferably five stars in fact actually i'm gonna i'm gonna say it now ed if someone does uh a review between say now and the next four episodes we're gonna pick one and i'm gonna send you a protein bar or two out of my own stash. How about that? So we'll have a little little competition. Sounds good. So um, yeah, go leave go leave some reviews. The, the um, nicest review or just a random? No, no, review? no. It'll be random. It'll be random. Even, <laughs> I might even send if someone's someone gives us a really shit review. I might send them a protein bar and say, "Look, we don't hate." <laughs> don't you. say that. <laughs> Carry on listening. Here's a protein bar. No, it'll be random. It'll be random because we don't want to discriminate just because people might not necessarily enjoy all of our content. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you ha- if you haven't reviewed yet, yet, basically, if you do review it, then it helps us in the iTunes charts, which essentially allows us to reach more people. Because if we're in the charts, more people see us. So it, it you know it helps us reach more people, which is awesome for us. And you know, if it can help somebody else out, like it could potentially have helped you out, then you know that's a win-win for everybody, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and, and please share so it within your network, like share it on Facebook. Instagram, um, Ed, do you want to shout out the socials and we can get people? Yeah, in? so if, if, if you literally just search No Nonsense Nutrition um, or No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, if you're struggling to find it, uh, on either Instagram or Facebook, you can find us, you can give us a little like. And then if you were to, you know, when we release episodes or talk about episodes, if you could like or share the post, you know, again, it just helps us reach more people. And if we can help more people just by, you know, giving them some common sense content, um, then I think the world will be a slightly better place. Yeah, because uh, because say because that's why we do it to yeah. help people. Yeah, so, that that and we like talking rubbish. Pretty well, it's not rubbish. We just like we just like talking to each other. Uh, and if you want to listen, then it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right, no feature again. Because obviously it's just an intimate one, just the two of us. But hopefully, when we uh, will get all of us together soon and have another question, the coach, because that'd be nice to let the people learn a bit more about. I think me and you both done it actually, haven't we? So, so yeah, yeah. Try and get one of the other lads to to delve into their their deep personal life. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So another episode done. Hopefully, you've uh, taken something away from this, or even if it's just made you think a little bit, then uh, that's a winner in my eyes. Yeah, and if you have actually reach out and tell us because we do get yeah. some people. In fact, yesterday I had um, a shout out to I think it's neatly scribbled girl. I think that's a uh, handle on IG. But shout out because she said 
loves the podcast and loves the content so it's nice to hear so if you please reach out if you do enjoy it as well and let us know because um otherwise it is literally just me and ed chatting to each other um yeah so with some weirdos listening to us yeah with a, with a few, well, <laughs> well let's not call all our listeners weirdos because yeah. Not all of them, sorry, not all of them. <laughs> right, cause, anyway, uh, I think we best go before we offend anybody yes. else. Because <laughs> uh, Matt's not here, mate. Press that button. We'll do. All right. Oh yeah, I'm recording, aren't I? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.